Welcome to the Tiba Purpose Lift Podcast Series in conversation with Gia Whitehead, Tiba Business School co-founder and chairperson. Hello and welcome to the Purpose Live podcast series. Today we have a very special guest, Ethel, who is our very own Tiba graduate and now beautiful employee who heads up in our marketing space and social media and so many other areas, but we'll hear more about that. Welcome, Ethel. Thank you for having me, Gia. <laughs> um, we're really privileged to have you because you really are someone who's live living your purpose and so today thank you for sharing your journey with us and I'd love to hear a bit more about you what are you doing now um, and what have you done to get to this point okay hi everyone my name is Ethel I am a Ziba alumni and um, like Jay said I'm an employee of Ziba I work in the brand department of Ziba so um if I could answer that question, I would say that um, I'm in the space of giving other people opportunities as well, the same opportunity that I've received. So by putting out social media posts, I'm interacting with someone out there who might be in the same situation that I was in when I wanted to come into the higher education space. Um, so... I feel like I am already taking a step and living out my purpose through my actual profession. Beautiful. And tell us a bit more about your background. Where do you come from? What got you to study at Ziba and now being with us? Okay, so the story is quite long, but I'm going to cut it a little bit shorter because I think the story starts with my great-grandmother, um, she was born in the Eastern Cape in a small town called Alice. And um, when she was 16, she was in, just started high school at that time. And one day she was on her way to school and then she got kidnapped in a short sense. But it was it's what actually caused us called it was how girls used to get married in the younger day in the older days so she um was on her way to school and then she found out she was getting married and so mm. she got married to someone who was a little bit older than she was and a few months later they moved down here to Cape Town and then she was a wife and she became a mother and then she never fulfilled her dream of becoming someone in society that's how she described it to me. So um, she had my grandparents and then my mom, but everyone in my family just was just content with having matric certificate. And because it was the apartheid era, once you finish your grade 12, you needed to go look for a job and job in the in the like my grandmother was working at Khrutiskir Hospital as a cleaner and my uncle was working at First National Bank as also a maintenance person so those were the jobs that they were offered and at that point they were content with it but my grandmother my great grandmother had other dreams so I think when I was born, she gave me another name. She called me Nondutuzelo, which means it's to to console. At at first, I always used to 
not like the name so i would always ask people to call me ethel 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 but as i grew as i'm growing older i realized the significance in the name so after she passed away i was in grade 10 i decided i did it wasn't interested in education anymore so i dragged myself to matric got a matric certificate and went to the world of work as well but nine years after I matriculated I realized I wanted more I had the craving for establishing myself and also paying it forward and the promise that I had made to her was like I felt it was loud at that point so I spoke to a friend about it and that friend happened to be a Ziba student at that time and he said, let's not waste another minute. Tomorrow, let's go fill out an application. And that's when my journey and my purpose started in 2016 when I was doing my HCBA. That is amazing. And you're here today and it is because of that inside you and your grandmother that got you to really follow your passion and your purpose and not, and not just stop there. And you've now not only probably changed your life, but your family's. And to see that there's more and to role model that, which is beautiful. Correct. So, Ethel, how do we teach others? How do we, you know, share this, this purpose journey and get others to believe and follow their dreams? I think for me it has been mentorship and it has been role modeling. So you look at someone who is doing exactly what you want to do and also having someone to support that journey that you want to take. And that, that's exactly what it is for me. I feel like the journey has been long and hard, but seeing the smiles on my kids' faces, because I would bring them to the academic award ceremony seeing their mom get an award like it motivated my kids and it made them happy um my siblings also like i'm the first one to graduate in my family and in like in a long generation i think it's been a while that we've had a graduate in my family so i think i was the first one so when i graduated it was an achievement i felt like i was breaking a, a barrier that has been like a stagnancy in my family but also now my siblings and my families and people in my community see me as that person who is a role model, who is living their purpose. And they come to me and they ask me questions that how do you do it? And my answer is simple, mentorship. I've had a lot of support. My mentor who was supporting me through the journey also. And um, family and people that you meet along the way, so the opportunities that Ziba offered me while I was a student, it just changed my whole perspective. It just enlarged the vision that I had for myself and and what I would like to do and the impact that I'd like to bring into more people's lives. And it really shows that through all these immense challenges that we're facing in South Africa, that through it all, through adversity, you can actually make it and you can get through if you have the right strength and internal passion and purpose and values to keep going, which is so inspiring. Ethel, is there one particular person in your life 
and you mentioned your grandmother and you mentioned your mentor that you believe has also lived a purposeless life. Yes, and that person is right here in this institution as well. I, th I look at um, Julie, who is the student support. She is my mentor. And I looked at her as also a woman who was studying towards her dream of having a, d a degree, a master's, and um, she had kids and she, like it's someone who I could relate to at the time when I was a student. And also along the way, I met another mentor called Nicole Weber through um, the German exchange program that happened in 2017. She was, um, she is a surgeon at one of the hospital in Rosenheim, Bavaria, and she's the only female surgeon in that hospital. So she, we, we always have discussions about how it felt for her being the only female in her space and also having, um, the, you know, the sexist remarks towards her, especially when she had patients who are like male who had to go through a procedure but did not trust her. So I feel like for her, being a surgeon was her passion to, to you know, to help people out. And also when she, when she steps into the space, she's not offended by those people. She knows what she's living and she knows that the promise that she's made to herself. So it's, it's those two incredible women for me who actually give me strength sometimes when I feel like the road is a little bit rocky for me. Beautiful. And, and what stands out for me is women and strong women and in a culture which is changing, but still really male dominated, what do you think it is about women leaders that make them stand out or do things differently? Um, and, and how do we teach other women to follow that passion? For me, it is the compassion a woman has is so different, like, uh, the way we handle conflict is different opposed to to the the male species in a in a situation where some people will run and flee we stand tall and we say we can fix this we can make it better we can mend it we just need a plaster where's the first aid it's just things like that uh, that that make women stand out in their roles like a woman will go into a role as a CEO or a director knowing that I can do this and she can pull her weight two times more compared to maybe what the other uh, candidate might have done because she, she understands who she is and the vision that she wants to give birth to. And I think that's the thing, giving birth to. So we as women understand what it, give, what it means to actually bring life to something. So I think that's what makes it different. Phenomenal. And, and like you say, being a mother makes you realize why we're here and, and that nurturing and, and seeing your, your children um, follow a path and, and wanting them to succeed. Ethel, what do you do for fun? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I'll be like the other generation. Um, Netflix and chill, but <laughs> I, I really love spending time with my family and I really love exploring um, Cape Town, like finding new places to be in my zone, a quiet area, um, beautiful views. I chose the apartment I'm living because it overs- I can open my window and literally see Table Mountain. So it's just things like that for me that just takes it up a notch, that gives me that buzz. But it, at, at the end of the day, I think my day will not be complete without just intimate time with my family and enjoying just an episode of our favorite series or watching a movie and watching my mom trying to be a commentator, telling someone, you need to turn right, don't go that way. I think that's the, the highlight of my day. Awesome. And you speak about mountain and nature and beauty, and we're all aware of what's happening in the world with other than what issues with people, issues with the environment. Do you think we can care for both? I believe that the human race was put on this earth to be the keepers of nature, of science, of everything. I think science will not have been here if we had not ventured into that space. I think that we are the overseers of everything. So I believe that we can. I think we we need nature to coexist. And we also, like I said, are the keepers. We are the ones that are supposed to take care of the environment. So yes, I think we can. Yeah, it's all in interconnected. Yes. And Ethel, tell me, is there something that scares you? Is there what what worries you at night? And and if there's something that you could change. I uh, for me, the high unemployment rate. That is something scary because I understand, like growing up in a township like Guguletu. If you're not if you're not employed, what are you doing? So that leads to crime. I've seen the effects of crime. I've like I've seen it physically in families how it, it, it affects them. You know, so for me is how can we change the narrative? And I think that my job as a brand coordinator, putting out those social media posts, telling um the youth that you have a chance to education. You can still fulfill your dream. It's not about money. It's someone's here to, you know, we've got you. We've, you can pursue your dream without worrying about all of these things. And and coming into Ziba, it's you, you're coming into a home. And that's something other people don't have. You, they might have a roof over their head, but it might not be a home. But... I believe that our campus and the people around the campus make this campus a home. So I believe education can solve that. And I believe that by creating more entrepreneurs and, you know, it, it changes the narrative. We can lower the unemployment rate if one person decides to take the courage and open a company and hire 10 people that's 10 people of the unemployment list so I think that that catalytic change is what is needed in this country 
Mm. And do you think that courage is aligned to purpose? Yes. I think everyone is nervous and scared. And the fact that you're venturing into the unknown space, you do need courage. Because you're going to a place where you've never been before. You you don't know what the outcome might be. So you need that courage to, to take that first step. And do you think there's hope? That's my daughter's name. <laughs> so <laughs> for me, I, I, I made sure that I had a physical hope looking at me into my eyes each day. So yes. That's what we do need. There is hope in this country. And it just takes someone to be courageous and do something that no one has done before. Ethel, your words are so wise. Um, I'd love to know where you see yourself in the future, from, from where you've come, from so much that you have achieved. Where do you want to be in the next 10 years? Where do you see yourself? Because I have ideas what that could be. <laughs> um, as much as I'd love to stay in the corporate space and, you know, venture into being a director in, in the education space, because I think that's where my passion is. But I would love to open up a orphanage and that motherly love that other children are lacking, I would love to give that to a couple more other children who might need it because maybe that's what we need. And, and hopefully see those children graduate after my children, <laughs> see all of the other children graduate. So that is my dream. That is incredible. So maybe instead of purchasing a new home, you need to purchase a bigger building. <laughs> a farm? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Looking at that yeah. in the next couple of years. Oh, incredible. Ethel, I've got so many questions to ask you. Um, you know, are there any books that inspire you? I think at, at the moment I'm reading a book called The Pursuit of Titus. It's written by Dr. Prophet Shepherd Bashiri and it talks about mentorship. And I think, um, you know, the journey between a mentor and a mentee and how that mentorship pushed the mentee to going out and living his purpose. And I think that's such a beautiful book and I, I really recommend everyone to read it. Beautiful. Ethel, if you were to have a dinner party and mm. you could invite three people, living or dead, <laughs> to dinner, who would it be and, and what do you think the conversation would be about? Oh, I think the first person would be my great-grandmother, um, Princess Diana. And I'll actually have to add one more chair and invite my daughters. I think the conversation would be definitely about women leaders and what can we do more in this, what I feel is like a broken cycle. How can we 
break that chain? How can we change the narrative for so many other people outside? So, yeah. What a cool dinner party. <laughs> I would love to join that. Um, yeah, so, and, and, and what is it that makes you forget to eat? The school run. <laughs> oh. Um, like growing up, um, I would travel by myself to school, but now I have that sense that I need to be there at one thirty when my daughter comes out from school. I need to be there at three o'clock when the eldest comes out from school. And I f it's those conversations with them for me. Like, it's my first time being a mom. It's my first experience. I'm like I always tell my kids, like, it's your first time being a child. It's my first time being a mom. So let's try to make it work. So it's it's that I feel like I've when I took the four years to pursue my degree, I might have neglected them, you know, in my passion. So the time I have now, I try to make sure that I spend it with them and I try to let them know that I'm here for you if you want to try out anything. Like, let's do it. You want to try uh, skating? Okay. I don't know where we're going to see that, but okay, let's go and figure it out. Let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation about it. Let's venture into it. Let's try it. And and if it doesn't work for you, let's find something else. So I, I really love that. And that's what makes me forget lunch and sometimes dinner. <laughs> so, yes. Awesome. Yeah. When... Having children, as you're saying, is, and I, I don't think you neglected them. You taught them the, the skill and the passion to want to study. And now look what you are creating for them and the path that you're setting. Um, and I do think that we can learn. We are always learning and we can learn so much through our children too. Um, so it's a life of ongoing learning. Um, and yeah, you're fortunate to, to have beautiful children and they have a beautiful mom to learn from and look up to. Thank you. Ethel, so before we close, is there anything that you'd like to leave us with? Something that stands out for you? Um, I was speaking to a group of HBA students yesterday and I said to them, opportunities are there. You just need to open your eyes do a little bit more research, meet a few more people, introduce yourself, step out of your bubble. And I think that's what everyone needs to do. Everyone needs to try new things. Everyone needs to venture into a new space. And I think that because we are so scared about what can I do? What is my next step? What if it doesn't work out? But what if it does work out? What if it's the one thing that you need to do? What if it is your purpose? So I don't think you will ever be able to fully experience life if you don't step out of that bubble and reach out for those opportunities. Thank you, Ethel. Your insights are so valuable and you really do live your values and your beliefs and have, are living a purpose-lived life and, and never forget to, to stop and reflect on what you've achieved and how far you can still go with that amazing attitude and and real wisdom. Ethel, thank you. Thank you so much, Gia.